Hello and welcome to the Fields Church podcast. We're so blessed that you could join us today. This week we have Adrian French speaking on walking into the storm. Okay, so it's time to head into the storm. Walking into the storm. That's the title of our our minutes together this morning. Now I've heard lots of talks about uh, going into storms and getting out of the boats, but this one is going into the storm. And for many of us, I believe that we've been going through some difficult and strange days. But this morning I want to tell you that it's time to actually head into the storm. You see, we might have been on the edge, we might have been going right through the middle, But I wonder if God is telling you this morning to take a step. It's time to move. It's time to make a change. And I want to ask us all this morning, am I living a spiritually alive life today? I wonder if God is saying, okay, you've had your time to reflect. You've had your time out. You've had a chance to make changes. But now it's time to live. It's time to live it out. It's time to move. It's time to rise to the challenge of the season that we've been going through this last 18, 19 months. It's time to head into the storm. But I want to ask you a question. Do you want to move? Do you want God to move you? Do you want God to change you? I have heard so many sermons, as I said before, on getting out of the boat. Now it's time to get into the boat and head into the storm. You see, the question is, do you want to live a God-focused life, always asking God to interrupt your day, plant your feet and move at Holy Spirit's promptings, or are you settling for what? I'm going to say it again. Do you want to live a God-focused life? focused life. Do you? Always asking God to interrupt your day, plant your feet and move you at the Holy Spirit's promptings or are you settling for something else? Have you ever felt stuck? Ever felt that you're You're at a place at a time when you want something to happen, anything to happen because you just feel stuck. God, I feel lost. Work isn't fulfilling. God, I feel lost in my marriage, in my relationships, in my church family, in my relationships with you. I feel like nothing's moving or changed for ages. I need to move. Please, God, help me to move. I'm a child. I love Lego. But hey, There's techno Lego now and I need to make a move. I need to step up. You see, your life is your personal adventure story. Have you turned a page lately? Or are you just reliving the old ones? Groundhog Day, rereading the old stuff. So are you spiritually alive this morning? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour and your friend and you've committed your life to him and you want to live for Jesus Christ this morning? 
Do you want to live for Jesus Christ through the week? Do you want to live for Jesus Christ in your marriage? Do you want to lead people to Jesus Christ in your area, in your neighbourhoods? You see, your story matters. Your story can help someone. Recently, yeah, uh, listening to some of uh, the, the sermons at, uh, at Fields Church, I've heard Joy's testimony. I've heard also part of Emily's and Sabian's. Josh and Simon Scott, all very different but unique. But you can see in all of them, God working in all their individual lives. The stories are different, but all show God's interest in you. But the amazing thing is that your stories are still in motion. They're not finished. The last chapter hasn't been read or written. It's still in motion. Your story is still going on. It's to be lived. And Jesus says, maybe to you this morning, head into the storm. You need to move. Stories are powerful. That's why we have them in the Bible. That's why Jesus uses them. Parables. It's full of stories of people who failed, had great victories, lives were touched by God, some were healed, some were challenged, some were moved forward. Most would never ever be the same again because they met Jesus. You see, that's the difference, isn't it? If you've met Jesus, what are you doing living an ordinary life? Live a God-centred life. Move forward. There's no such thing as an ordinary life with Jesus Christ at the helm. No such thing. If you think you live an ordinary life, then you need to look again. You need to get on your knees and you need to ask Jesus Christ to take over your life and to lead you and to guide you so tomorrow you don't know what's going to happen. Because you're trusting God. It's a choice, isn't it? Are you scared? Me too. So I wonder as we are gathered here this morning, what is God saying to you? Now we're going to join, we're going to go to the Sea of Galilee. Okay, we're going to go to the Sea of Galilee. That's the backdrop. Surrounded by hills and mountains. The Sea of Galilee is approximately 13 miles long, 7 miles, miles wide, and up to 150 feet deep. It's in the Jordan Rift Valley. But you know, much of the Lord's ministry happened around the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Capernaum. Lots of places where the Lord teached and met people and people's lives were changed. 33 miles of shoreline. But you know, it's become a busy place, a place of commerce and industry, surrounded and ringed with the mountains and hills, as we said. But as we come to this story, I want to ask you, is God saying to you this morning, move, take a step? Mark chapter 4, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side and leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. And just as he was in the boat, there was also other boats with him. And a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped and Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? 
And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and they asked each other, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Okay, that's a dramatic story in God's words. But I want you to notice some things. First, Jesus initiated a move. It came from the Lord. The Lord says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over. He initiated a move. It was evening. It had been a long and fulfilling day. Lots of people, lots of maybe miracles, lots of teaching. And the Lord Jesus said, let's make a move. And leaving the crowds, they went and also some other boats with them. But I want you to notice what happened next. A furious squall came up, a storm. It can happen in the Sea of Galilee because the, the mountains and the hills sometimes act like a funnel and the winds rage through that and all of a sudden the sea is whipped up into a storm. And it's a little bit scary because it happens so fast. One moment it's calm, the next moment it's a storm. Jesus led them to the boat and led them into a storm. He's the saviour of the world. He's God. He knew the storm was coming. He knew that if they joined him in the boat and they went on the Sea of Galilee that the storm was coming. But he chose deliberately to take them into a storm. What happens? What happens to you and to me when we go into a storm? What happens when suddenly the wheels come off, where we don't know what's going to happen, where our health may be as struck, or people around us, sometimes some things happen, a marriage breaks down, things happen all of a sudden, and the wheels come off. And the storms come and they rage and they batter us down. Some of you know what that's like. Probably all of us know from time to time what that's like. The storm's pretty tough, isn't it? How's it been for you? Over these last few months, we've been in our houses, haven't we? We've been insecure in our walls. We've withdrawn back into a world of Zoom and everything else. Yet it's great to be back here seeing everybody. But what's that storm been like? Or have we been just paddling around in the edges and we realise that the storm is really going on out here but it's safer back in our homes, back in our places here. I wonder if God is saying something to us and it's time to move. It's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to be out there, light in the world. What is God saying to us? What has God been saying to me in my time of retreat, in my time of looking at God's word and saying, I don't know what's going on here, Lord. This is uncomfortable. There's a pandemic. People are dying. 
People are restless. All sorts of things are going on, Lord, and there's no control. But hey, God, I choose to trust you. I'm going to go into that boat. I'm not sure where you're leading right now. But the waves are pretty, pretty meaty. I'm not quite sure that we're going to get to the other side. But if you're in the boat, then maybe it's worth the risk. The Lord leads them into the storm. Listen to what happens. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. He wasn't bothered. Didn't want to move. His body needed some sleep and rest. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Do you think Jesus cared if they were going to drown? I do. I think Jesus cared. I don't think he was bothered, though, because he had mastery over the winds and the waves and he could have just done anything and they were going to be still. Because you see, when we go through the storm as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're going into the storm with him. You have someone with you. And sometimes we forget who's with us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So do we fear the storm? Yes, we do sometimes. But we go in it with God's strength. That's the thing. The disciples were scared. They looked at the wind. They looked at the waves. The boat was getting swamped. And humanly speaking, it looked a little bit grim. But they looked over to Jesus and he was soundly asleep. What a wind-up. What a wind-up. Huh? He takes them into the storm and he knew it was coming and he sleeps. Can't believe it. It's incredible, isn't it? He's the creator of the world. He flung the stars into space and he's asleep in the boat. Listen. Listen. Who are you in your journey with? Sometimes we forget, don't we? Sometimes we forget. We get so caught up in the headlines. How many people stop listening to the news? How many people stop listening and turning on their radios and, and listening to all that bad news because they couldn't bear it anymore? Because the Word of God says, focus, turn your eyes upon Jesus. If we are focuses there, those things are dim. And, and just a memory, aren't they? But if we focus there, we get all, we get all of the bother, don't we? It's all a bit strange. It's all a bit hard to take. Because our focus needs to be on him. The disciples were learning a lot. They'd been with the Lord. They were his disciples. They were spending time together. Jesus was explaining the parables. It was a, it was a tough old journey. They had so much to learn. And they didn't get this. They didn't get why Jesus was asleep because it looked like they could be sinking. Listen to what Jesus says. I, I, love this, I love this next bit. This bit, next bit is so good, isn't it? Because Jesus was asleep, he was tired, he'd been teaching, naturally asleep, and they wake him up and he, he looks around and he sees it and he rebukes it. Now only, only the creator could rebuke the wind. I like that. Stop! 
and everything stops. Imagine that. It's fantastic, isn't it? Hey, he rebukes the wind and the way. They obey him. <laughs> Disciples, listen, didn't you realize that they were subject to my words? So it's okay. If I'm in the boat, we're not going to go down. Yes, it may get a bit hairy. Yes, it may get a bit tough, but we're not going to sink because I'm in the boat with you. It's okay. It's okay. He rebukes the wind and the waves. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Only God. Only God. You see, if we have a right picture of God, it frames the rest of our world. Yeah? And that's the important thing. So he rebukes, he rebukes the wind and the waves and he says, quiet, be still. Don't you dare say a word. The disciples are anxious. And he says to his disciples, why are you so afraid? But we do get afraid, don't we? I was scared when I had my health scare earlier this, this, um, this year. I was frightened. We do get scared, don't we? It's tough, isn't it, sometimes? Things happen and we get overwhelmed. And then we need to come back to the Lord, don't we? And he says, hey, everything's okay. We're going to get to the other side because I'm with you. Yes, it may get a bit choppy and it may get a bit tough, but I'm with you and I'll see you until the journey is complete. That's the difference. That's the difference. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I wonder if it's time for us to show faith. I wonder if it's time for us to take a step of faith because without it, the Bible says you can't please God. You see, in our times of reflection over these past few months, how much have we been relying on God? How many steps of faith forward have we taken? Or how much has this period of, God, of, of time affected the way that we are? Three points I want us to take away from this story. Number one, sometimes you just need to rest. You see, it was evening time and the Lord had said to his disciples, let's go, we're going to go, I'm going to have a sleep, it's been a long day, I need to rest. Sometimes you just need to rest. Number two, sometimes you need to take time out and remember who you're with. Yeah? Sometimes you need to take time out and remember who's with you. You see, if the world has got loud, if the things around us have got busy, and everything is robbing us of understanding who we're with, then we need to get it back into focus. The disciples needed to recognise who the Saviour was. Who was in the boat with them? If they had known that Jesus had only just got to say the word, do you think they'd have enjoyed the storm? Hey, look at the waves. 
They'd have treated it a bit like Alton Towers, wouldn't they? Hey! And the next one. Everything would have been all right because they knew that they were going to be safe. You see, we may go through difficult days, but the end of it, we're going to be safe. We're going to heaven. Why are we going to heaven? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross. He shed his precious blood so that we could know peace with God. And when we put our faith and trust in him, then we're going to move forwards and we're going to go to heaven to be with him forever. So the journey is okay. It's tough, but the journey end is okay. We know where we're going. So we don't live life as if we don't know where our destination is. We live life knowing where we're going. That's the difference. Yes, it may get tough, but we need to remember who's in the boat with us. Yeah? Number three. Sometimes you need to exercise faith. Sometimes you need to exercise faith. You see, Jesus says to him, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Have you not learned anything? In all the circumstances, the ups and downs of your life, have you not learned anything? Have you learned that you can trust God? Have you had a time when you've known that something happened and you've known that God was trustworthy? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, if we want to please God, we need to put steps forward. We need to move. If you're standing still, how can you please God? You need to take a step of faith and then you take another one and another one. Why? Because you want to live a spiritually alive life. So that when God nudges you and wants you to say something in season to someone, you do it. And when God says, I want to, I'm just going to interrupt your day or your sleep and he wa- and and you need to pray for someone. You just do it. I've had many times where I've had a nudge and sometimes I've waited a couple of weeks before I'd done anything about it and then I've suddenly done it and immediately I knew why I needed to do it. And I think, why didn't I do that earlier? You know, God wants to use you and me. Isn't that fantastic? He wants to use you and me in today's world. Right now, this season, God needs you and me to be uh, light and salt in this season. So, sometimes you just need to rest. Secondly, sometimes you need to take time out and remember who's with you. And number three, sometimes you need to exercise faith. But the big point of this is, the big point to take away, don't look at the storm. Focus on the Saviour. Okay? Don't look at the storm because you'll get overwhelmed. The waves, if you start looking at the sea, you'll get seasick. All sorts of things are going to happen because your eyes are fixed on the trouble, on the problem. Look to the Saviour. Yeah? So in this season that we're going through, which is this, you know, we're all a little bit, uh, which, you know, I don't know, a bit put out. Not sure if it's ended yet, still going on. It's a pandemic. But in the midst of a pandemic, where do our eyes need to be? On the Saviour. If our eyes are on the pandemic, 
then our eyes are not on the Saviour. If God wants to use us in this season, then we need to be focused his way because God can use us in a pandemic. That's the difference. We're in the pandemic, but God can use us because we're focused on him. That's the difference. That's the focus. I've got another story to share, but I'm not going to share it because um, I think we've, I think God's been speaking to us and he's been speaking to me. I wonder what God's saying to you. I don't know where you are in your life right now. I don't know how you are. I don't know if you're feeling literally all at sea at the moment or things are unsettling you. You're not sure what the road ahead looks like. And God needs, and he's talking to you and maybe he's saying, maybe you need a reset. We haven't got time to uh, read the story, but I was going to read you part of a story, some agent of the Free Burma Rangers. And it's an incredible family who are working in Burma and in difficult parts of the world, war zones. But they chose to take their family into the zones because they were a family. So they'd taken their children and their children have grown up in danger. But they say this, They do it because God brought them together, David and Karen, and he gave them their children. And they're choosing to trust God and they're bringing their children up in a war zone. They're choosing to do it because they believe that's where God has taken them and is blessing them. And their children's lives are so blessed They have many aunties and uncles and they are being so used by God. It's an amazing, hard story. But God, as we said right at the beginning, God loves your story. Your story is unique and I love the way that you share your stories, that you give testimony to what God is doing in your individual lives and God is not finished with the story. There are still chapters to be written. There are still pages to be turned. But it's unique to you. It's your story. He's your God. He's your soul. He died for you individually. So you matter to God. And God loves you so much. So, remember this. Sometimes... You just need to rest. So in the last few months, you may have have felt that you just needed to take time out. Recharge the batteries. It's okay. Sometimes you need to take time out to remember who's with you. Sometimes you need to refocus on God. And maybe you've been doing that. And then sometimes you need to start exercising And God is saying, you've done your reflecting time. You know who I am. Now, move. Make a change. Move forward. Trust him for every step of the journey. Don't look at the storm. Focus on the Saviour.
So I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will bless his word to you. You're an incredible encouragement to me and Ursula. I think it's wonderful the way that uh, you're here this morning, encouraging, and never, never get fed up with that. We need to spur each other on. That's what the word of God said. Spur each other on, encourage each other. The days are hard. Spur each other on. Love each other deeply. God bless you. Who's encouraged? Good. Who's challenged? Oh, a bit quieter on that one. You know, so often, I remember a long time ago, God speaking to me in church once, and I think I was sitting there quite comfortably. I was thinking, this is quite a comfortable place for me. And I remember God saying, this is not a comfortable place. I shouldn't be leaving here feeling comfortable. I should feel here feeling challenged and encouraged ready for the week ahead. Because that's how we exercise that faith, isn't it? Because if I'm in my comfort zone, if I just leave comfortable, just plod through life comfortable, how am I allowing God to work in my life? So let's be challenged and encouraged. Yeah, amen? Three great points there. So make sure you've got these written down. I've got them written down. My dad was here today, so I had to write them down. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to rest. Yeah, rest is good. Rest is good. Sometimes you just need to rest. Number two, sometimes you need to take time out and remember who is with you. That is so encouraging. I think encouraged with that. We all have find times in our week, no matter where we are, our circumstance, our environment, and we just feel so much better knowing that God is with us. And number three, sometimes you just need to exercise faith. We can all do that. We should all practice that every single day. And then just that thought for me, just to finish with, is don't focus on the storm, focus on the Savior. You know, I think, you know, it's not even, don't want to give any air time to the storm, let's just focus on the Savior. I remember listening and looking at this article, which was a study around where, where people ski and snowboard, and, and they said to people, it's this exercise, and they've, uh, it's quite a harsh one, but don't focus on the trees, just focus on the white snow. But because they said don't focus on the trees, 90% of people went into the trees because they were focused on trying not to hit the trees. Actually, if they just focused on the, when they flipped it and just said just focus on the white snow, actually most people got to the bottom successfully, no casualties. You know, imagine if we just focused on Jesus. What does it look like to put him first in our day, first in our relationships, first in our finances, first in our work, first in our marriage? First, 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 put Jesus first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and he will add everything that we need. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just respond. I just want to give you this chance in this moment just to give a response to God. And I think it's important that we just respond to what we've just heard there. As we step into a new week, we've got an opportunity to exercise our faith, to focus on Jesus. And maybe you're already, you're sort of, you're before you came today, or maybe you're thinking about the week ahead, some of the things that you've got to do. Maybe you're anxious and worried about some of the conversation you've got to have. So maybe it's what's coming ahead in work. Maybe it's just the fact that this, this COVID, this pandemic is, is feeling like it's easing, and suddenly you've got more time and you're nervous about just stepping back out 
stepping back out into the community, around people, maybe more rhythms and purpose. But let's focus on Jesus. Father God, we just love you. We thank you for what we've heard today, the encouragement through your words. Lord, we know that we don't always find it easy to put our trust in you. But in this moment right now, we just want to respond to you and just tell you that we trust in you. Lord, that we're ready with your strength, with your help, with your love, with your guidance as we step out into a new week that you'll lead us, you'll guide us. We pray that your peace will be amongst us and that you'll prepare us for for what's ahead, no matter whether it's good or bad, Father, that you will prepare us. You help us to exercise our faith and in those moments when we struggle that you'll just give us that confidence. In Jesus' name, amen. And let's just remain with our eyes closed and, you know, I just want to give people the opportunity, you know, maybe you've come here today, maybe you don't know who this Jesus is. You know, maybe you've heard Jesus before, you've heard of his name, but you don't really understand what it means to be in relationship with Jesus. Maybe you think, I just don't understand it. What does that actually mean? I get coming to church, I get what it means to meet with people, to sing songs, to read the Bible. But what does it actually look like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? How do I make it a part of my week? You know, and I said earlier that my grace is sufficient for you. It says in the Bible, my grace is sufficient for you. And his grace comes from the cross. Jesus died for me and for you. And simply, I'm just going to pray a prayer. And I'm not going to embarrass anyone. I'm not going to ask anyone to open their eyes. It's in this, in this place of worship, in this moment with our eyes shut right now. I'm just going to pray a very simple prayer. And it, why, why do we have to say a prayer? Because it says in God's word, in the Bible, that we just need to confess with our tongue and believe in our heart. So that's all we're going to do. We're just going to give this moment. And if you believe it, just pray simply in your head. You don't need to pray out loud. Just say in your head. Just repeat the same words. And I can honestly say this will be the best decision of your life. Holy Spirit, just come. So just repeat these words in your head. Jesus, I thank you for this moment. For this time that you knew would happen. And I'm sorry for the moments in my life where I've made the wrong decisions. Where I've gone on a separate path. But today, I choose to trust you. I put my life in your hands, Jesus. And from this moment forwards... I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help lead me. I love you, Jesus. And I trust you from this moment on and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. Well, so good to see everyone. Hey, do you know what? If you made that decision just then in that moment, 
you know, I can honestly say that is the best decision that you've ever made. And if you have, honestly, what I'd encourage you to do is to speak to one of the leadership teams, speak to one of the pastors. You know, you can download something called the YouVersion Bible app, or you can buy a Bible. We can give you a Bible. That's what I'd encourage you to do. Keep going to church as well, wherever it's here, just somewhere that preaches Jesus. Jesus is number one. Just encourage you to keep doing that. Keep building on that relationship. This is just the start of a really exciting journey with Jesus. Amen. So, so good. Two things before we go. There is going to be refreshments out there. So just encourage you to grab a drink and connect with people. It's so good to do that. And the last one is I just want to set Josh up for a win for next week. Josh, give us a wave. There we go. Josh is like looking at me like, what are you going to do? What could I do next? No, I'm not. Um, So Josh is part of CYM, Christian Youth Ministries, which is a fantastic charity based in Ipswich, which outspills its work across Suffolk. And do you know what? I'm really excited because next week, and you've got to be here to hear it, Josh is going to share us a little update. He's going to set us up for what's coming up, which is CYM's Vision Night on the 3rd of September. Me and Joy are going to be there. You know, we want to sew in. We're excited about what's going on with CYM. And I just encourage you to get involved. Josh is going to tell us more about it next week, but you need to be in the room to hear it. So make sure you're here next week. All good, Josh? All good. Good. Great to see everyone. Have a great Sunday and we'll see you next week. Thank you once again for joining with us today. If you have any questions, want to find out some more information or have any prayer requests, please get in contact with us at fieldschurch.uk or email us at hello at fieldschurch.uk.